All right, guys. It's going to be a fun one, short one. Monday night, you know, as I do every Monday night, we're recording during uh, during halftime of the NFL game. And uh plug the computer and just make sure it doesn't die here. Um, we'll give you a fantasy update. I believe I needed 7.2 points from Javante Williams tonight to win in one league, and he's at 7.1 at halftime. So one more yard in the second half, we're okay. But that's not why you tune in. Tune in and hear this. I'm going to ask you to be honest. A little honesty here, a little fun little honest episode as you listen to this. If you're listening, you most likely are someone who's involved in the hobby, collector of some kind, a business, an auction house, a, a, a LCS, a content creator, whatever it may be. Um, chances are you didn't just happen upon this episode, this you know content, because you're browsing YouTube for... Uh, how-to video on you know making thanksgiving dinner and you just stumbled upon the hobby with cage if you're here you're here because um i think it's fair to say you're part of the hobby but what does it mean to be part of the hobby and and uh it doesn't mean what you think it does and here's where the honesty comes in um if you're going to be honest with yourself hobby not the right word Most people are in this, I believe, to make money. And when it's something that's uh, driven by profit, driven by money making, there's nothing wrong with this, remember. I believe no longer a hobby. That's why I think it's the wrong word. But what's funny about it is, and why I come into it today with with this in mind, I'll I'll give you my whole story. You know, something that I'm involved in the last week or two, kind of opened my eyes to this. It's... I don't care if you call yourself a collector. I don't care if you're the person who's sitting there, you know, hoping for prices to crash and come back down this way. The wax is cheaper for you. Ultimately, why you're hoping for that is not so that you can open the wax and get your guy. It's so that you could buy the wax and probably resell it. Well, you could buy the wax cheaper, grade some cards, and make some money doing it. And again, nothing wrong with that. That's my favorite part of this space. I love ripping wax and reselling and hoping to get more than what I paid, whether it's through grading or just opening up and, and reselling. Um, and you used to be able to do that. Again, nothing wrong with that. But that's not really a quote-unquote hobby. I mean, the the driving part of it is fiscal. Now, I guess if you want to have a conversation about it, you could say that it's still a hobby, right? Um you know, other people do, you know, other kinds of hobbies and they fuel the hobby with the money that they're making from the, uh, you know, from their, their, their dealings. And again, nothing wrong with it, right? I mean, you could be a collector, you buy cards, you keep cards, you build your collection up by, you know, replenishing your cash flow and selling the stuff you don't want, selling the stuff you don't need. But ultimately there is a, a buy and sell aspect to it, right? There is that, 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 that monetary transaction. And, you know, it's funny because I'm going to do, you know, probably when I'm done in a week or so or two weeks, you know, maybe when all the money's in, I'll do a, uh, an episode. It'll be a little longer format about my Wemby project, as I'm calling it. Um, and you guys, you know, if you've seen my posts, you've seen all the Wembys that I bought and graded. And, you know, I can kind of go through what my thought process was on it and the whole deal. And, you know, what's funny about it is... Um, 
I've seen a couple of different sides of the hobby with it. Um, number one, you know, my own, um, you know, I'll be as honest as I can, right. For people who are out there buying these and, and I've, I've had this conversation with a bunch of people who are interested in them. Um, it's his first with a Spurs jersey. First call with Spurs jersey, not from the national packs. It's first readily available, you know, widely distributed card. But Hoops is coming out, and, and, and we've all seen, like, you know, when Hoops or Domino's comes out, there's, you know, look at that, it's his first one. And then even those die down, right? So I fully expect that, you know, the pricing on these is going to settle in lower than, you know, what the initial sales are of it are because there's going to be, you know, other releases that come out. The same way that, you know, people who are, are selling Prism Draft cards now, um, Wemby, you get the Wemby color bless. I mean, he's in his, you know, his, 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 his non-NBA jersey in those. And Prism Draft always kind of falls apart when regular Prism or every other release comes out, you know? So it has me thinking, right, you know, about the greater fool theory and about, you know, what the story is. We went to the show where, you know, and, and Ian was selling these cards to dealers and, and, you know, telling them, hey, by the way, just want to make sure you know, you know, the pricing on this will likely change, um, you know, when Hoops comes out and when the other releases come out. And, you know, the dealers who were honest also and the dealers said, all right, no problem. You know, I'm going to I'm going to probably sell this today after I buy it from you. And if not, I'll sell it this week to somebody I know or, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to a show in, in Boston next week or I got another show next weekend and I'll move it there and. You know, it's funny because as you're thinking, ultimately somebody's going to end up with that card. Somebody's going to end up with that card, um, you know, and it's going to be less desirable than it is right now. Um, and what's funny about that is I try to be honest and upfront about that with people who are interested in buying them. I try to, you know, not squeeze every dollar out of them that I can, you know. Um, I've been selling them to people significantly less money. I've been selling the people um, you know, for, for way under, uh, what comps were some couple of people even bought them from me and resold them for double what I sold them them for, which is, you know, that makes me happy. I guess maybe it's, it's my way of balancing out the scale, right? You know, here I am making money and then the card might, you know, go down in value. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's my way of sort of, you know, I'm still doing okay. I'm not squeezing every dollar. I'm not, you know, squeezing all of the juice out of the lemon, so to speak, right? Um, I'm leaving some meat on the bone, whatever saying you want to use, um, and letting somebody else, you know, also. But the person who they resold it to, you know, they're going to be into it now for more. And, you know, is that really what the hobby is kind of built on? Is that is it really a, sort of a, a greater full theory for, for most of these modern cards? Um you know, Wemby's going to have thousands of cards. You know, which one, if any, are going to be worth it? I mean, look, if he, he turns out to be a bust. None of them are worth anything. You know, look at look at old quarterbacks. I mean, look at Zach Wilson cards, and you know, look at look at a whole bunch of other folks, right? Um, and even if he turns out to be great, the vast majority of these cards are not going to hold their you know value because there's just better ones and more coming out. Um, so I guess, you know, what's funny about it is one of the things that I started to do was I started to do giveaways, right? And yeah, I wasn't giving away black labels. I was giving away, you know, Beckett graded mint nines, right? Okay, it's better than nothing, right? Give away a dozen of those things. 
you know, in, in various giveaways, gave some away at the show this weekend. Um, you know, it's funny. You do enough kind of hobby dealing, you do enough kind of, you know, back and forth in the hobby. And I can't tell you how many messages I got telling me that they thought that my giveaways were, quote, rigged. I don't know a single person who won these things. I mean, I have hundreds of people commenting and entering. You have like a half a percent chance to win. And a winner is picked randomly, you know? And yet, I just got messages. Uh, by now, you should have picked me. This is clearly rigged. And I'm like, all right. First of all, it's ridiculous. Just saying it's rigged, it pisses me off. Second, anybody who knows me knows I'm not going to jeopardize <laughs> thousands of episodes and decades in the hobby over a BGS9 Wemby Panini instant giveaway. <laughs> uh, you know, my my uh, my name and my word is worth a little more than that. But the point is, just that being thrown out there, it's one, two, eight bad apples who comment. Um, it's it just rubs me the wrong way because here I am. You know, I'm I'm trying to take the greater good into account, right? I'm trying to say, all right, you know, maybe I can balance the scales out. You know, I'm basically creating money out of thin air with this. You know, this this. Wemby project, as I'm calling it, you know, let's give some back. Let's not squeeze all the juice. And I start doing giveaways. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, your giveaways are rigged because I'm not winning. All right. Well, you're definitely not winning now. Now, 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 you're, uh, now your account is restricted. But anyway, it's, 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 it's funny stuff, man, because, you know, you can't win for trying. And, you know, what do they say? No good deed goes unpunished, right? I mean... I'm not doing these giveaways because I'm expecting anything out of it, right? Definitely not, right? I just, you know, I, I think it's the right thing to do. It's a nice thing to do. But now I'm not doing any more of them. And what's funny about it is, you know, that's not me being taken advantage of, but it just kind of shows you the kind of, you know, participants there are in the hobby. That's just people who just don't know how to live. There are actual, like, deviants in this hobby. They're actually people who are who are who are you know trying to pull the wool over, trying to steal. Um and you know you get turned off just as easy by both, but we really get turned off by some of the bad actors. And you know, I've had I spent about an hour yesterday talking to somebody who had a bad experience and you know I was like ah, I'm thinking about just selling all my stuff. And you know that's sad. But that's the hobby. It's the hobby when prices are down. It's the hobby when well, things are crazy, and I almost want to like you know I can't call it the industry, I can't call it the business. It's the hobby. I get it. It's the hobby of the cage. But what's funny about it, I think we all have to be honest, and it it's a business. Um, it really is, and yeah, I'm sure other people you know listening and saying, yeah, I just collect. I don't care about any of this shit. Sure, okay, that's fine. The rest of the hobby, that's not what it is. Um, and I'm not sure how much I love that. You know, uh, you know, there's less, you know, purient interest involved than there is business. And, you know, for anybody who thinks that's not the case, I mean, do you really think that Michael Rubin bought in with fanatics because he just wanted, wanted to recapture his, you know, his his childhood innocence? You know, that was it. I'm just going to spend all this money just so that I could feel like a kid again. I think there might have been some fiscal reasons for it. I think there might be some some money involved in, in you know what these companies are doing. 
and it, what's funny is that leads me to my you know my second part. It's the content. Obviously, guys, you love the news. The news will come out. There's plenty of news this week. I'll do news, you know, Tuesday morning, Wednesday. I got uh, you know Arena Club coming on, so I'll do a guest episode Wednesday. Um, you know, with Jesse and Brian from Arena Club, talk about you know the direction that company's going in and some of the cool things that they're doing. And that gets me thinking also, right? You know, the content. I watched the Toronto Expo stuff. I didn't see much content about cars. Like some of them cool, like interview sports athletes and stuff like that. That's cool. It's fun stuff to, you know, to look at. I didn't see too much card content. Um, you know, I saw, you know, content content. I <laughs> saw so content creators making content about content. I saw Mojo do a break. It was a horrible break. Uh, National Treasures box is just abysmal what was pulled in that box um i think jalen Suggs was like the best card um and it was funny to watch him open it and be slightly nervous about opening a box that you know of, of that kind of value so that was fun not too much of that you know i mean i didn't see too much content i see a lot of like i don't know i see a lot of uh of of auction content i see a lot of uh i see a lot of money content um, you know, content that I know would not be made if it wasn't being paid for. And again, nothing wrong with that, right? Um, you know, obviously my show has been sponsored before, and obviously my show I currently do have um, you know, deal with Arena Club as well. Um, so again, nothing wrong with that. It, it's just funny um that all of it is dollar driven. It just is. And I think, you know, if we're if we're upfront and honest about that in the beginning, it's probably a better thing. That's probably a good thing because also it opens your eyes and lets you know where your content's coming from, you know? And why am I saying this? I'm saying this because look, you can be as organic as you can with your content. You know, you can actually mean the things that you're saying. But the last couple of weeks, the most common refrain that I've got in my DMs and my text messages and my conversations with hobby people it's funny. It's the same exact message. And it's, I bought these cards. I got swept up by it. I saw it on this person's story, or I saw this person do a video post about this auction. And it's not a card I needed, but I saw the post and, you know, they made such a convincing argument. They told me blah, blah, blah. They said it was this, they said it was rare. You know, I saw that content, I bought it. And you know, it's been like two, three months. I've showed it to a bunch of people who know a lot about that player, that, you know, Griffey card or, or that Kobe card. And they told me, you know, it's just not as sought after, you know, even though it's rare, it's not something that people really want. It's not something that's, you know, heavily collected. Um, and I feel like, you know, I needed to do a better job of where I get my information from. I've heard this probably a dozen times this month. And what's funny, why it sticks with me is um, because I've, been swept up in those emotions myself watching content about this Peyton Manning card that is going to sell for $24,000. And then when you get around to reselling it, it'll sell for less than 10, which is a nice loss for you, Cage. About, you know, rubies and totally certifieds and PMGs and whatever the hell else is being hocked these days, gold cards and Kobe's and whatever the hell else there is. And I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's important to know where that content is coming from and why people are saying what they're saying. I'll try to do better myself. I mean, my my page specifically says right on it. I'm sponsored by Arena Club. It's the only it's the only uh only place that's 
that's giving me a dollar right now. So you should know that. Even though I have a little bleaker trading hat on right now, I'm not getting paid a dollar by bleaker trading. I just like the damn hat. Um. Anyway, so there's your there's there's your your cage thoughts for the for the for the day. I gotta I gotta tell you, it permeates through my thinking about the hobby so much so that I've actually thought about just you know just doing the news, or you know doing episodes that have nothing about a brand or anything like that. You know, um, but what's amazing about that is. Hobby content, it sort of can be broken up into two categories. It's hobby drama, and you guys know who those hobby drama people are. You know, they're making content about content. They're making content about other people. I do it myself. I mean, if it wasn't for Jeff Wilson and Seabulls, what the hell would I talk about and what do I make videos about? Uh, there's that kind of content. And then there's what I say is sort of like, you know, paid shill content, a lot of auction content, a lot of you name it. Um, there's a very small amount of just, hey, here's my collection, here's my cards. And yeah, that's consumed, but that's not, that's a very small part of the, uh, you know, of the space. I guess you could say there should be more of that. Um, I don't know that there's enough of that out there to be making daily or a couple times a week, you name it. So I've definitely been thinking about that. I definitely have. Um, and it's it's kind of an interesting thought process, right? Um, I mean, the hobby has, in my mind, just from a, you know, this release, that release, you know, these flips, this card going up in value, this guy, this, you know, in-game, you name it, just the, the wild fluctuations in value and uh, volatility that, you know, used to be able to talk about something different every day um, and, you know, not so much now. And what's funny is there's a little bit of burnout there. I've, I've heard people talk about hobby burnout. I remember sort of the last hundred episodes or so I did with Andrew he came on and asked the same thing. He said the same thing every single time. He's like, we're doing a daily episode. I said, yeah, yeah you know, we get a daily episode. He goes, I have nothing to talk about, so I hope you have something to say. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Just sit, record, and, and I'll talk, you know? Even that has become difficult, and I don't want to just come on here and talk, you know, crap. I want to tell you what I'm thinking. I'll tell you what I'm, you know, where my brain is. Um, and where my brain is right now is, Toppy's in an interesting spot. You know, you got a lot of people... You know, trying to, you know, try to make money off of other people. Um, you know, you got a lot of interesting stuff going on. There are definitely topics. I mean, I'd like to do an episode on the 22% bias premium and how people got screwed on that. Now I think other auction houses are going to do it also. Now the auction houses will say no one got screwed, but the people who consigned with them before they upped it and then got less money from their sales because of it, they got screwed. You could do a whole episode on that. Maybe I'll talk about that. Maybe that adds some value. I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is hobby's in a very different space than it was a year ago. I'm still having fun and finding ways to open cards and enjoy that with my son, go to card shows, you know, take a look at my story. I got a post on there. You know, he went to the show again, you know, and sold every card he went there with. Literally just leaves with cash and no cards. Um, and then we'll open up cards. We'll grade cards. He'll give me the cash that it's going to cost to grade the cards, and he'll replenish his collection and get next month, and he'll go to another show and do the same thing over and over again. That's fun. Um, not everybody does that that way, um, but that to me is 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 a fun and interesting way of, of uh, you know, navigating the space. I don't know. It's uh, I'm curious to see what happens with card pricing, with card excitement over the next you know couple of months. And I think basically what I'll end with is this. I wonder if um, I'd be singing a different tune had I gone to the Toronto Expo. And I'm going to reach out to some people who went to the Expo, like Coach Coe, 
his funky mustache. You know, we get along, I think. Um, he posted some pretty positive stuff. Um, yeah, I reach out to some folks. I know Bagels, Vadim went to, you know, went to that show. Marino, I talked to who went there. I reach out and see what they're, what they thought. Um, you know, what, what was the vibe like? What was the energy like? Because I've said this a bunch of times on the show. It's different, you know, your kind of feel through Hobby IG or Hobby Twitter or, you know, versus being at the show, being, you know, live there, talking to people, seeing the kind of energy, the deal flow and, and all, all the like, like that. Um, I'll bet you that people who were at that show might have a different take on the hobby than me. Maybe they also feel it was down. Maybe they also feel, you know, it was a lot of, you know, people there just trying to, you know, make business deals and, you know, maybe it wasn't really about the cards. Who the hell knows? I guess we'll see. I'll tell you there was some, I, I saw a PSA graded some cool stuff. Um, you know, I saw a PSA nine of the, uh, the Star Jordan, I think it's a third one of those in PSA 9. That's cool to see. But what's funny about that, the way the hobby works, is I think that's cool. Wow, there's another one out there. Good for the person who graded it. But the comments are, wow, that sucks for the other two people. Wow, PSA just screwed those people who thought they had a pop two car. I mean, it's just so funny, the back and forth of the hobby. Um, it's uh, Let's just say this. I've been doing this for decades. I learned something new about this hobby. Every day, every day, um, I have my eye open to something new every day. And, and it's not really hobby specific. It's more kind of human nature. I learned something about the participants in the hobby. And uh, I can't believe I'm still surprised by it, but I am. And there's another episode. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. We got some value out of this. It's more of a you know Monday brain dump. I used to do these all the time. It's kind of where my, where my brain is in the hobby. Having fun, enjoying it with my son, but... But also sort of, you know, questioning a lot of, you know, call, I don't call the underbelly because that sounds, you know, sounds sinister. But, you know, I'd like to, you know, peel back some of the layers of the hobby. And I hope you, uh, you hope you enjoy doing that. Maybe I'll do a couple more episodes about it as well. Talk to you guys soon. Keep smiling. And uh, my DMs are open, guys. I do get some interesting messages. And if you're feeling the same, feeling some kind of way about the hobby, feeling like somebody took advantage of you, feeling like you just want to sell all your cards and get the hell out, uh, I feel like you just need somebody to chat with. Send me a DM. I'm always here. Talk to you soon, guys. Let's get a yard at least out of Javante Williams in the second half. <laughs> Talk to you soon.